Welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales and featuring Kim Reader. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Dog Show Show podcast, proudly brought to you by the Staffordshire Bull, Ter- Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales Incorporated. And uh, we are a person down. A woman down. A woman down. Well, we're trying to be politically correct, so a person down. <laughs> we're a person yes. down in this episode, Kim having a well-earned break this weekend, this recording mm-hmm. session. So it's going to be me and Barbie. And we thought we would take uh, an episode where we reflected. On what we've learnt. As non-dog show people mm-hmm. starting a dog show podcast and learning about the dog show world. Mm-hmm. So Kim as the dog show world expert mm. and uh, she... Um, is teaching us everything we need to know about dog shows. Yeah. And part of the purpose of us doing this podcast with Kim is for us to represent the general public and people that aren't in uh, the dog show world uh, to ask questions and and um, learn about everything there is to know so that if there's people out there that are listening to this podcast that may want to break into the dog show world Mm. um you know this is where you come to find out all the the ins and outs of of showing dogs i was gonna say ins and outs of a duck's bum but in the ins and outs of a dog's bum (laughs) i don't think we get into that much detail (laughs) we don't hopefully we don't so we we had run some reasonably successful podcasts in the past and having a chat to Kim one day about ways that we could get people interested in this and she mentioned she wanted to do, would love to do a podcast and did we know anybody? And, and I said, we sure do. I just happened to know a bloke. Looking at this old bloke over here, he's got his whole podcast equipment coming in the door every five minutes, the uh, Amazon guy knocks on the door <laughs> with a new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> or a new mic stand or a new... What has he bought now? Goodness me. Yes. But, um, and so, yeah, well, you're, and you're absolutely right. We we represent the people. So we, we have people, regular listeners will know we have a dog and we love that dog very much and we're very much dog people, but we weren't dog show people. Mm. So we do represent the, the perspective of the person that is trying to figure out what this world's about and how do we get into it and what the, what the different things mean. But we've learnt. A lot of, along the way. Mm. What what would be? What's your? What's the biggest thing you've learned? Like, what's the one thing you kind of go like? Wow, I didn't know that. Well, I I was interested to know that every dog breed has a breed standard. Yeah. And uh, before we started doing these podcasts, we didn't really understand what dog shows were about so much. Um, and also that we we learn about the fit for purpose concept. Yeah. So we throw that around every time we go to a dinner party, don't we, when we're talking about what we're doing lately? Um, we're learning about fit-for-purpose dogs. We put on our very official voices, and when we want to sound like we know what we're talking about, we go, well, you know, every dog has a, uh, a particular function that it has, and what we're looking for is whether or not the dog can fulfil that purpose, that function. <laughs> okay, John Laws. Um, what, um, it's, yeah. the, it's the same for me, actually. That's That was the big one for me. Um, we were joking earlier on when we were talking about this that probably like everybody, we thought the dog shows were just beauty contests. You know, mm. who had the prettiest dog? Who was the most fluffed up? Who was... Yeah. yeah. I mean, and as I've said before, I would give every dog the prize because I think they're all beautiful and all gorgeous. Yeah. Mm. But not realising that 
the level of detail that we go into when we're looking for fit for purpose. What like, the judges would be looking for, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even down to the teeth and how the jaw is, how the teeth sit together and, and whether or not that that's correct, you know. And um, how they're standing and all of that. Yeah. For, mm. Like fingernails, whether or not they're too long or too short. Mm. You know, really just because the fingernails affect the dog's ability to walk, mm. you know, in a, in a certain way or perform in a certain way. So for me, it was the fit for purpose thing that really, or the fit for function that really mm. got me. I, I genuinely, I, well, not to say that I'd spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I think I thought that it was a beauty contest and I didn't realise that it was actually a, mm. a legitimate, you know, does this dog represent the very best version physically of the breed that it can represent? Mm. And to the point now that I find myself, so we were at, um, I was at a dog park the other day just letting our dog exercise and talking to a young man who had a, a, a lovely, well, I just thought, I mean, to me, aesthetically a lovely looking little um, Australian cattle dog, blue cattle dog pup. And as we were chatting, he said, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about showing it, showing him. And I said, oh, okay. I said, why, why do you say that? He said, well, when the breeder actually gave him to me, the breeder said, I'll give it to him, I'll sell it to you, but you've got to, you've got to show it. So the breeder knew the quality of yeah. the dog that he was selling. Yeah, and yeah. as we know from the, the different people we've spoken to, you, you know when you've got a good pup. Like, you know when it comes out that it's it's a potential, got potential. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, because I just happened to, happened to do a dog show Interestingly podcast. Interestingly enough, yeah. I happened to be yeah. running a dog show podcast. But then I went back and I probably, oh, actually not immediately, but a, a little while back, actually went and looked at what what's the breed standard? And so to what you said before, I didn't know that existed before. I didn't know there were breed standards. I wouldn't have known where to go and look for them, mm. you know. But I got onto the Dogs Australia website and I looked at the breed standard and, you know, I, I sort of understood it, but I don't know if I completely understood it. Um, there, you know, there are technical details and technical language that I don't necessarily get, but I thought, I wonder what the breed standard is for that, for that dog and I found it out. And You're was, a very big researcher. I've noticed during this whole process that you've been researching a lot. So when we have the guest speakers and the mm. you know the guests come on and talk about their own breeds uh, of dog that they've they've um, they're working with, you really go into the research around that particular breed and what that. I want entails. to know. I want to know enough that I don't sound stupid when I talk to people. And I want. I don't want. I want to. I want to ask intelligent questions. I don't want to ask dumb questions. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Well, like, it's all about. Yeah. Pre- what is it? The three pe- preparation. Pre- preparation. Preparation. Pre- practice makes perfect. Or no, I was going to say preparation. Something poor performance. Uh, pre- precipitates. Precipitates. That's a big word. Isn't I, it? I don't know, but yeah, but that's. But th- this is the thing. I mean, um, when we spoke about the Tenerfield Terriers. We, you know, I, I wanted to have a little bit of an idea of what that was and, and what the difference is and, and some of the, the interesting facts about the Tenerfield Terrier, you know, and the fact that they were very much a farm dog. Their purpose is very much catching mm. vermin rats and mice on farms mm. and that at one point every farm in Australia, and maybe still do, probably still do, I would imagine, but would have had a Tenerfield Terrier. As a part of its, you know, the dog. I think I'm, and I regret now not doing it, but I think I miscorrectly titled the episode. I should have said Australia's other working dog or Australia's real working dog, because we tend to think of kelpies and and cattle dogs. 
but every farm in Australia at one stage had a Tenerfield Terrier because they kept the farm free from vermin, yeah. and they were definitely part of it. And that history is really interesting to us. Yeah. Because um, we're a couple of history buffs anyway, and we like to see – we like to acknowledge the things that have happened in the past and what has led to um, the way things are today. So we this is really – and I know with Kim – you know, her purpose of doing this podcast is to make sure that, you know, all of the history of the dog world um, is captured in and recorded, you know, and, and mm. people are able to talk about what their what their legacy is in the dog show world and what, you know, and, and even people that have, um, have um, passed away, like being able to talk about what their impact was and how they... Um, shape the dog show world as well mm. well i mean there are people in this world that are on some levels responsible for those breeds being here in australia mm. and there are people in this world that are responsible for like you know writing the breed standards or or, or the breed extensions i should say more particularly and i think that's definitely one of the things that appeals to me which is um getting to acknowledge and record those people's stories and acknowledge that they've been really significant in some of these some mm. of these dogs existing in this, you know. Like the Tenerfield Terrier, I mean, you know, we spoke to Maureen Schutt about that and her her role, like she was part of the, you know, the naming of that dog in this country, mm. you know. Prior to that, it was, you know, linked with the Fox Terriers. Mm, um, it's amazing. But a separate breed, yeah. She's incredible, incredible. Um, we were speaking to, was it at, at the dog, a dog show a while back, somebody whose auntie is incredibly knowledgeable and was massively involved in, and I can't, the breed name escapes me at the moment, but, you know, she was very much a part of that. So being able to record these legacies and have people acknowledged and remembered and moving forward have people that are because part of what we're looking at is you know there are people in this world that are that are getting older and that won't be here forever and we want to have their stories on record mm. you know and in ho in doing that hoping that people in the general public will start to listen and be interested in and and understand you know the history that comes about the dog show world and wanting to be part of it yeah something that has been going on for for many many decades yeah and going back to the young guy i was speaking to in the in the um in the dog park you know was able to say to him we'll talk to your breeder about the breed club or, or join your breed club you know search for your the breed club because we we actually um at the easter show we sat near the australian cattle dog breed club and they were lovely people very willing to have a chat and and probably answered you know, I reckon if they heard it once, they heard it a thousand times. Is this the real Bluey? <laughs> you know? um, and we even said that to him. I said, you know, Daddy, that's what Bluey actually looks like. Mm. But, um, you know, yeah, we, you know, find you. I was able to say to this young guy, you know, look, search for your breed club. If you're not sure, go on a Dogs Australia or Dogs New South Wales website, have a look and find where the breed club is and get in contact with those people because there's shows running all the time. And, mm. They'll give you tips and they'll give you tricks and they'll tell you how to get into the shows. And if you find a good breed club, which we are, Stafford Club is, they'll they'll tell you the things you need to know to, mm. to get yourself underway in in our in this world. Mm. You know, what type of lead do you lead and do you use? How do I train my dog to be 
a show dog? How do I prepare it for shows? What what equipment do I use? You know, how do I transport my dog? All topics that we've obviously looked at and covered as well in our episodes. But mm. um, but I that conversation prior to this would have been a very different conversation. I'd have went, oh, you're going to you're going to take your dog to dog shows. Oh, isn't that just a beauty contest? No, it's not. So, so we knew that. So how are you going to ask them? Isn't that just a beauty contest? Well, yeah. Prior to that, I would have. Mm. You know, interestingly, we were talking off air about um, when we first entertained the idea of doing this, we watched the movie Best in Show. <laughs> and I don't know how popular that is in the dog world, but, um, you know, that show is obviously a comedy and it's it's a, sort of a mockumentary that's showing, you know, um, you know, extreme versions of what people might be like. But it doesn't really give you the impression that it's about fit for purpose. It really does give you the impression that it's a beauty contest. and mm. And a bit competitive. But it, it is a movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a movie, yeah. But that was our only knowledge of it. Yeah, and, so we've learnt a lot. And then, of course, there's the famous episode of the first Easter show we went to after meeting Kim. Not the last one that we just went to, but when um, Kim had told us a little bit about how dogs are judged and I'm sitting in the crowd <laughs> at the Easter show with people behind us going, is it just a beauty contest or what? What's, how do they judge it? Well, as a matter of fact, they're looking to see if the dog's fit for purpose and you nudging me going, you don't know what you're talking about. Stop it. Stop <laughs> telling these people. You don't know. But I wasn't telling them. Like I was telling them the truth. I didn't, mm. I didn't make anything up. Mm. Um, so, you know, even that little bit of knowledge we had enabled us to be able to educate people. And also since then, I mean, you know, 12 months ago we had never been to a dog show in our life and now we've been to a couple of... Um, dog shows we've got mm-hmm. some more we're about to go to our first specialty dog show yeah. um and ha- experience that and uh just the passion that people have that you know the amount of, the amount of people there are and the passion that people have for for their dogs and and for the whole process of showing the dogs and even the, the judges and the stewards and everybody that's that's part of that i mean also um i want to go back to the first episode where kim was it was encouraging people to come in and, and join the dog show world. Mm. It's not just about showing your dog. Mm. It can be about, you know, you want to you want to be a steward. You want to be, you know, mm. there's so many other, you want to be part of the marketing team involved in it. You want to be part of, of um, the administration. There's a lot of administration and organisation that goes into putting these events together mm. um, and event management, mm. you know, so you can get a whole range of skills by joining your local um, um, dog club. Well, the, the young guy I was talking to that day with the cattle dog, you know, I said, I oh, don't forget, it's not just showing. I mean, obviously, you might have a beautiful dog, I don't, I don't know, you breed well enough, but there's also agility work mm. um, and scent work. So you might have a dog who's quick, mm. super quick and very intelligent. You know, the, the cattle dogs are, the collies are. Um, but if you've got this very intelligent, very quick dog, agility work might be the the, the shot for you. Scent work is becoming more popular Endurance, as well. That's yeah. Sort of things, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but again, we had no idea that existed up until hmm. 12, we 18 months ago. This. Yeah, yeah. And I think also like looking at it as as a a wider community, it's a real community feel, and it's really um, you know you feel like you're part of something. Yeah. Um, so what I've been thinking about is, you know, for people that have moved away, maybe you've moved away from from where you've grown up or something and you've, you're in a new new 
part of your life and you wanting to meet people and you wanting to be be part of something this is something that would be you know really beneficial if you wanted to go into the dog world i would think well in the other the other stuff that we do in terms of um the other podcast we do we did an episode on on older people you know retiring and going through those that that change of identity that that brings about mm. you know you might be in your in your 60s but you still got a lot of time and energy and and want to be involved in something that's going to you know and mm. if you if you if you let it like it, this could absolutely consume yeah be a full-time job yeah, 100%. <laughs> so you know if you've got you might have a nice little dog you might you might have had dogs in the past and and now you've got the time and the space to have another animal or two um if you get in contact with your breed like the, the breed clubs or i'm sure that they can put you in the direction of and even Kim, even Kim, yeah. if we get in contact with Kim, if you're wanting to be part of the Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Well, I think that's the thing. We, if yeah. we ever get another dog, we're owning a Staffordshire, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we have a choice. Yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, even if you don't have a Staffordshire, you can still contact yeah. Kim and she will point you in the right direction mm. that you're needing to go. So, Which is the other thing with this show as well. It wasn't – it's, it's – um, Obviously, intended for all dog breeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We obviously promote the Stafford breed because Kim is um, the fem- one of the founders of the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales. The, it's a foundation club, and she was a part of those early stages, obviously, with her family. But, um, yeah, if you've got any of the pure breed dogs, she knows everybody, so she knows someone that's got your breed, number one, probably. But number two, yeah, this isn't just exclusively limited to this. The, the information we're giving out is certainly designed for anybody with any kind of breed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and I guess the other thing that we've really learned is, is touching on what you were just saying, is just how social this, this, this group is, you know. Mm. You know, there are people who I, I think would have lifelong friends in this, people that they've known for 30, 40, 50 years. Because they were children themselves, probably. Absolutely. And 100% it's an opportunity to um, catch up with your mates every weekend, mm. do something you love to do, but also be social. Have, you know... And have a great time with your dogs yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some um, we've got some shows and some interesting stuff coming up. What are we... We've got... Now, we've got the specialty show coming up. The 108th and 109th championship shows with the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales. Um, that's on Thursday, the 31st of August. Both of those shows will be running one after the back other. Back to back? Yeah, back to back. So um, the first show commences at 9 a.m., and then the second show commences in one hour immediately after the first show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and 108th is, of course, the Kerry Reader Memorial Championship show. Um, Kim's lovely sister. Kim's lovely sister, who's uh, no longer with us, but um, we have that show in her honour. Um, and man, it's going to be a big weekend that weekend because we've got six shows over four days with five different judges, uh, including John Ryder, who we've had on the one of mm-hmm. our our first international guest, and um, Dean Burwell, who we spoke to just a couple of episodes ago. Our last episode yeah. was Dean. Yeah, and that was um, that was we. <laughs> We, we've joked about, like, buying an RV and travelling around with dogs. And when we spoke to Dean in an episode, he's travelling around actually doing in, that. in an RV and with dogs. he was doing it at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know that that necessarily happens here. But, yeah. So, um, the 108 show, John Ryder is the um, is the 
the judge for that the special classes judge is Mr. Peter Scott. Um, and then the open show judge is uh, Mrs. Sandy Wesselink. Um, and then the 100 night show, Dean Burwell's our, our judge. And the special classes judge is Mrs. Christine Timms. So those, that, that's, and that's out at the, um, the canine complex out there, out at um, Orchard Hills, the Bill Spilstead Canine Complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that a great venue? It's lovely. It's huge. It's massive. I love it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's that, look, That's going to be really interesting. Um, prior to that, though, the weekend before that, we mm. uh, we got a big weekend of dogs. Well, but a big week. That week is going to be a big dog week because we're at the um, the Dog Lovers Festival on the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh. Yes, the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, come and say hello if yeah. you so wish. Yeah, yeah. Adam just wants you to ask for his autograph or a selfie. Selfie. I'll take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if people want a selfie with me, I'm totally down with that. That's perfectly cool. But that's going to be – so we – when this was the other really – I mean, I guess we talked about things we learned, but cool experiences we had where we got to go to the Easter show this year. As, on the other side. On the other side as exhibitors. We had exhibitors passes. Mm. And people, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about uh, – just after the Easter show, we, we did an episode on the Sydney Royal. But um, – just after the Easter show, we got to – when we were at the Easter show, we got to go through the exhibitor's entrance, um, which – so going out to get a drink or a cup of coffee or something like that, went out, showed my little pass, and then as I'm walking back in, there's some members of the public trying to walk in that entrance, and there's a, a very, you know, dutiful volunteer from the um, the Royal Agricultural Society of New South Wales standing there. So I'm going, oh, sorry, this is for exhibitors only. You have to walk around there. It's only a short walk, just around the outside the building. And me just walking past with my little exhibitor's pass going, I'm an exhibitor. And feeling like an absolute rock star. <laughs> that was amazing. That was it's as close as he's going to get to Hollywood, guys. Yeah, yeah. As <laughs> close as I'm going to get to being a rock star. But that was a very cool experience. But just even the experience that day of literally talking to hundreds and hundreds of people about dogs. Mm. And, and seeing the amount of people that just love Stafford Chibble Terriers oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, Watching people's faces light up as they walk around. Mm. And we had, um, courtesy of uh, Michelle up there in Taree, we had the beautiful Letty and Sparky, two absolutely exceptional examples of a Staffordshire. They, are, they were just gorgeous animals, but the most placid dogs I've ever met, mm. you know. And getting to dispel some of the myths around that dog, you know, the, the perception that it's a, a vicious dog or a, an aggressive dog and having these animals just sit there being the most placid, mm. compliant animals you've ever met in your life. And just enjoying everybody, paying yeah. them attention all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, being padded so much that they were tired from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, just poor thing, just lay there going, oh, we've had enough attention, please stop, <laughs> it's enough, you guys. Um, so yeah, but, but but that experience as well, and and getting to see those animals and understanding, I guess this is the other thing we've learned as well. Understanding that you know, in in its purest form, the Staffordshire is a very much a, a placid animal until it's not, right? But recognizing that if the dog is bred properly and the dog is socialized and reared properly, it's a lovely animal. Mm just a lovely animal 
And so, you know, learning that about that dog. And then, so when then people go, oh, no, Staffy, oh, they're too vicious. Oh, they're very great. No, they're not. Mm, we can actually. We can vouch for that. Yeah. You know. Mm. Uh, old, you know, old Sparky. <laughs> Poor old Sparky was a bit confused that day because there were a lot of dogs around. And he could smell a lot of other dogs and he wanted to go and say hello to those dogs. But he wasn't aggressive about it. <laughs> he just wanted to go and say hello. Mm. So... <clears throat> um. Then what else have we got? Oh, we've got the very exciting. This okay. is very yes. exciting. You know what I'm going to say. I'm pretty. Uh, I never know what you're going to say. So oh, I think you'll know this one. I'm holding my breath. <laughs> oh, what is it? We've got our our dog show show podcast forum. Oh yes. Yeah. So um, on the first that of will September, be the following week after the Dog Lovers Festival. Well, that'll be the day after the 108th and 109th open championship show so yes um on the friday of that weekend first of september um at the german shepherd dog league building in the bill spellstead bill spillstead say that five times fast bill spillstead you've tried that before and it didn't work orchard hills new south wales um four uh, four o'clock at the conclusion of the judging um gonna be a sausage say conclusion either (laughs) conclusion conclusion of the judging um the spring fair committee is actually putting on a sausage sizzle and a complimentary drink. And Thank then, you, Spring Fair Committee. Yes, we appreciate you. And then for the first time ever, we're doing the live Dog Show Show podcast, which um, we'll be discussing, this, discussing, <laughs> oh, I'm having a shock at Once discussing the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, because there's lots of shh in there. Because Staffordshire is com- complex. The, um, discussing the Staffordshire Bull Terrier with a panel of international experts, including John Ryder, who will still be there from Canachore, um, Dean Burwell from Porgate in the USA, and of course our own Kim Reader from Games to Staffords, mm. sharing their knowledge, telling us everything that they know about and why they love the breed. Yes, so and we're encouraging people yeah. to come and come and be part of that as so well. So we are going to record that live in person, in front of everyone. Mm. So for free, you don't have to get paid to get in. I don't think we're not charging people, are we? <laughs> No, no, I'm not. We didn't think of that, did we? I'm not charging anyone. For just a a low fee of $20 per person entry. (laughs) Don't listen to him. (laughs) For um, for free, we're going to be um, uh, going in there. And then after the forum, of course, you're going to get to pick the brains of about 100 years worth of Staffordshire Bull Terrier knowledge. Mm. Because um, John, Dean and Kim will all hang around afterwards and have chats. So if Mm. you've got any questions... You want to learn, and and actually, it was John who said. And none of them look like they're a hundred. No, 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 they don't. But John has actually said in our episode that we did with him that the biggest thing for him was listening to other people, sitting in and and with the people who you know were experienced in this world, knew what they're talking about. So, if you want the opportunity to sit and pick the brains of probably three of the finest Staffordshire Bull Terrier experts and exponents in the world. This is your opportunity to do that, and we don't get that. It's like having the chance to talk to Tom Cruise about filmmaking or, you know, Paul McCartney about music making or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's up there. Yes, it's up there, very much. (laughs) Which which one of them is Tom Cruise and which one's Paul McCartney? We don't answer that question. The tall one's (laughs) Paul. <laughs> what are you even talking about now? He's I gone off know. the track. We we'll, 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 uh, we'll see who's the shortest. He the just wants his selfie like he's Hollywood. I do. I mm. do. If people, it's going to be very cool. <laughs> Have, it's wonderful when it happens. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, I guess, and for us, this has given us something to do as well. Because mm. this is not a, 
not a recreational activity I think we never saw ourselves doing. Nothing. Never being involved in dog worlds and yes. dog shows and, beca- and actually knowing what we're looking for in some instances and understanding, you know. And enjoying the whole process. Can I tell you what actually, before we go, but can I tell you actually what actually, one of the funny things for me, so you've got, you know, best in breed and then best in group and best in show, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is, <clears throat> you know, the people that understand this understand this, that it's broken down into different breed types. And, of course, there's a terrier group, right? And so at the last show that we went to, standing there, and, okay, best in breed, great, but when we get to best in group, the, the vast array of differences between terriers. terriers yeah mm. yeah and it's like and, and i guess that's probably actually something for us to explore with kim when it comes to best in group what do we actually what's that actually mean like what's the difference there in terms of judging mm. but just seeing that everything from like you know a maltese terrier through to you know an american staffordshire terrier and the the you know aesthetically the vast difference between those two animals but they're part of the same group mm. of animals yeah i know what you mean yeah and it's just, yeah, that was something that it really, like, struck me. I'm like, wow, there's a massive difference here. It's almost like comparing apples and oranges, but you're not actually. Yeah. It's like apples and, uh, it's like oranges and mandarins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, yeah, because they're the same basic. Same. Or lemons and oranges. Family. Yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, so that was the difference. <laughs> from, that, was the, that was the big eye-opener for me as well. That, that That's the absolute difference between those different groups and what that, how vast but then, if you be. look at your own family, you go, okay, and the, the, look at all the kids or the cousins or something. There's yeah, a yeah. vast difference in the in the differences. Can be like some of them can be similar, and then there can be big differences between one and another. Well, I think I'd be best in show in my family. <laughs> my gosh, we would. You'd have to be at least best in group. <laughs> Wouldn't you? We're not going to start this comparison. <laughs> we'll do. Let's take this off air and talk about it. Uh, anyway, um, folks, thank you for listening f- to this episode. Um, again, if you want to know anything, if you if you want to get in contact with us, you can jump onto the uh, the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales Incorporated Facebook page and jump onto the Dog Show Show Facebook We'd page. We'd love to hear some of your feedback as well on yep. the Dog Dog Show Show Facebook page. Yeah, we've had a couple of fantastic emails from people over the time and we'd mm. love to hear more of that. Yeah. Um, and if you are a judge or a breeder or and you're interested in being part of the... Or if you're someone like us and you want to know more about the world and, and you know, yeah. dog shows and or you, hey, you want to come on the podcast. That's what I was just saying. Oh, did you? Okay. I was in the middle of saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but just reach out to us. Reach out to us. You know where we are. Yep. And don't forget, if you want any information on the Breed Standard, you can look at the Dogs Australia website and just Google Dogs Australia Breed Standard. It'll give you all of the information you need. And, um, of course, we'll see you over the next, uh, well, this episode's out today, 20, yes. 24th. Is it 24th today? Goodness no, me. No, it's not. It's 20, 23rd. 23rd. Relax. Uh, Don't make us older than we are. It's still um, only the 23rd. But over the next month, we're going to be at the Dog Lovers Festival on the 26th and the 27th. We're at the, uh, the Staffordshire shows on the 31st when we're doing the recording on the 1st of September. So yes. stop by, say hello, ask for advice, pick Kim's brain. Talk to the experts and um, most importantly, uh, let us help. Just enjoy your dog. Enjoy your dog. That's, yes. I like that. That's good. That's a wonderful spot to leave on. Mm. Thank you, Barbie. It's all right, Adsy. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's go party. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, it's Barbie season, isn't it, right now? My gosh. Uh, okay. All right, folks. I feel Thank so. I'm, I'm Hollywood right now, Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. People should be asking for their selfie with you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.